hello everyone and welcome back to the newest season of Muddling Through. Now this season is going to be called season 4 despite us not really making it even halfway through season 3. Um, you know times were just a bit tough with work and everything and we just we took our mental health and well-being first and we just put the podcast on hold and a lot of people have asked us like are you done are you coming back and we were like no bitches we're fucking coming back and we're going to be better than ever so um yeah everyone just roll with the fact that this is season four and we really hope that you enjoy it but we have had many an update in the last few months we have both essentially kind of changed jobs you will have heard us moaning multiple times (laughs) about our last department's lol not gonna lie um and i would say overall we're probably both like happier yeah and I don't know, I was thinking the other day about what we were like headspace-wise going back into starting to record season three. Um, we were just, it was such a struggle. I felt like we yeah. were so sluggish. Yeah. It was winter. Headspaces were mm-hmm. not good, was not a vibe. No. I honestly think I probably sounded so flat. And Monotone. All of those, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I actually don't want to go back and listen to them because I think I'd be quite embarrassed. I did embarrassed. it the other day and Why I was embarrassed. Was it? Oh. Well, I, do you know what? I was trying to psych myself up for, you know, doing this one and I was like, oh my God. That's just, that's not great. I feel like it, this, right, let's be honest, it became almost like, a t- just in a wee sense, it became a, a wee chore. bit of a chore. Yeah. And then that just strips the fun out of it, which is why we decided, do you know what, let's just stop mm-hmm. and start again because we don't want to produce content that we're not happy with. Yeah, and we weren't happy with it. I literally no. couldn't even, yeah. So now we're super excited to be back, much more positive, literally have both been much more inspired, I would say. Yeah, And sure. happier. Very much happier. We are currently sitting in Antonia's new flat, which is absolutely gorgeous. This is the first time I've ever been here, despite her having it for like a month. I know she's a terrible friend. Um, so I've around. barely been in it. <laughs> I literally haven't been in it. No, I'm just joking, but she actually still is slightly lacking on the furniture. So that is the reason why, because she wanted to wait until, you know, it was all finished. But it looks literally amazing. It's absolutely Thank stunning. you. Thank you. Very exciting times. <laughs> Yeah, we still don't have that much furniture. We're actually recording this on the floor. Yeah. Because we still don't have a dining table or anything like that. But we're just rolling with it. Yeah, we're rolling with it. It's quite comfy down here. Yeah. Do you ever feel like when you sit on the floor, you just feel like a wee child? Yes. I actually get quite uncomfortable sitting on the floor. So Do you? I have to make this quick. Well, I feel like whenever we go to my grandma's for dinner and stuff, like the kids always have to sit on the floor because there's never enough seats. So it reminds me of being like a small a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually the oldest on that side, but I'm still a kid. I still sit at the kids' table. So, yeah, what else have we been up to? Well, I went on holiday to Barbados with oh. Sean, which was just exquisite. I would highly recommend, but if you are going to go, I would recommend you stay for 12 years <laughs> because it is so expensive. We literally didn't eat lunch ever. We just lived off of Cheetos. Oh my God, please tell the story about the fruit. I found this insane. Yeah, so we were like, okay, we'll try and, you know, support local. And there's a fruit stand at the end of our street. And we're like, okay, we'll just get all of our fruit from there before we go get our shopping from the supermarket. We bought one watermelon like two tomatoes one tiny cucumber and a bunch of bananas and it was 25 dollars like us dollars i was honestly about spewing he did ask us if it was our first day he said we look very fresh so i do wonder if he was like oh he was scaring you i don't know i think he was i don't know he was nice we seen him every single day after that and he his name was sean as well and he was, I was like sean sean um but we didn't buy fruit from him again because bloody hell that's extortion we were literally like cutting up tomatoes and like having like one tomato <laughs> a day and yeah but it was really good it's the most gorgeous place ever so i'd recommend um and then we went on holiday we have been on holiday that's my first holiday since covid actually mm. stunning stunning so nice we went through 
through to Barcelona. It sounds like we got a train. Um, yeah, we went to Barcelona with our friends Megan and Hannah, <laughs> and it was just the most fabulous time. It was just honestly so nice to just be in the sun. Like it wasn't even that hot. It was like mm-hmm. it was a nice night. temperature. It was though. like a perfect temperature. It was just oh, it was just amazing being in a different country and seeing different things. So yeah, loved that. So yeah, we were away with friends, and today, what are we going to speak about? Friendships. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, today we are muddling through how to navigate friendships and this is a topic that quite a few people have suggested that we cover and I wasn't really sure, like it seems like quite a broad topic, I wasn't Mm -hmm. really sure how we would talk about it but there's so many different aspects that we can actually cover. Oh, 100%. Because obviously friendships are probably one of the most, if not the most, depending on what your perspective is, important relationship that you can have and I feel like personally I have been really blessed to have really strong friendships and ones that have lasted and truly stood the tests of time and helped me through some of the lowest points that I have experienced in my life. Actually, when we were talking about doing this episode, I was sitting in a cafe in Fort William at the weekend doing prep for it and I was just thinking about my friends and I was thinking about my best friends and just everything that's happened and I was literally like, eyes filled with tears and Sean was like, are you crying? I was like, yes, I am crying. <laughs> he was like, why? I was like, I don't know, I'm just thinking about my friends and I think obviously as you get older the way that you interact with your friends Mm. and everyone's living in a different place like relationships do change you don't get to see them all the time and like I was just thinking about all this stuff and we're going to talk about this more in the podcast but I was literally getting so emotional I was like I love these people so much and why don't I get to be at school and see them all the time I know what you mean I feel like there's like a new sense of value like I value my friends so much more or maybe they just I realize how much I love my friends a lot more so now than I did when I was younger can't take that for granted no absolutely not and then I was kind of thinking about how friendships impact who I am as a person and I feel like they kind of keep you closer to who you are in a sense and I was thinking this the whole time that we were away in Barcelona because obviously me and Charlotte used to live with Megan and Hannah as a friend from uni but we haven't spent that much time together Mm -hmm. consecutively for so long and it just felt like we were like back at uni and like back being young and back being silly and I just felt so much more myself because obviously relationships are like so important like your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever but so much of that time you spend well I don't know if this is the same for everyone but speaking about bills and like planning Mm -hmm. and like all this kind of adulting stuff which takes up so much time but with your friends you can literally just be stupid stupid like properly goofy like we spoke so much when we were away just about how much we how much we laughed but it was so funny we were were just like we're so funny we We are are so funny one night we were sitting um out for drinks in this really nice square in barcelona and the people that were sitting next to us were like laughing at us because we were laughing so much like all crying like proper belly laughing like so and me and megan both have such strong cackles like Like, cackles. (laughs) like it was hilarious and i was just like i actually can't remember the last time i laughed this much and i know what you mean like i totally just i just felt like so like the best version of myself yeah because you, I don't know, like, I feel like if you've not seen your friends in a while and you've not had that, like, stupid belly laughter for a while, you just, I don't know, I just feel less myself. Mm-hmm. You can lose yourself in the ad thing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, Charlotte, you've got a lot of friends. <laughs> wow, I'm so popular. I've got loads of friends. How do you think they've helped you through life? I think your friends help you in every aspect of your life because I feel like, like, for me anyway, I've had friends that I've had from when I've been like a baby that I'm Mm -hmm. still friends with now and I feel like it's really important especially for me to have like that core 
group of people that I could know I can go to with absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like in times when you need support, like sometimes, like I love my family to bits, but sometimes you want to just speak to one of your friends yeah. and you want to just vent and actually you can vent to your friends about your family or your job or your uni or anything. And I feel like at uni, I was going through like a bit of a hard time at one point, like I couldn't get a job and I was having a nightmare. And one of my friends that actually lives in London sent me like this bunch of flowers. And it was just like a wee thing, but it literally made my whole week. And it's just those tiny wee things that can really give you a big boost or just like when you tell someone you're down and they give you a FaceTime or... Like, I know it's wee things, but I feel like it is always the Those wee things, things that are the most, most important. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like just having people to hold you up when you can't hold yourself up mm-hmm. just really has always been amazing for me. What about you? Yeah, probably a similar thing. And I've had, like, the same kind of group of friends, apart from those friends that I've made at uni, um, since I was really young. And I think that I'm quite similar with a lot of my friends as well, but also, like, we do have quite different opinions on stuff. And two of my closest friends from school, like, they're really straight-talking. So, like, if they think that I'm, like, being an idiot with something or think that maybe, I'm like, I'm handling something wrong, like, they will always say, and they've always been really honest with me, which mm-hmm. I think is such a good quality to have in a friend because you don't want someone who's just going to always affirm what you do. What you do, yeah. Yeah, but also, like, to the outside, you know, it's that thing, like, they'll support you in front of everybody else, but behind them, like, you're actually being a bit of a dickhead. Actually, <laughs> a bit of a bitch, like, don't do that. And I feel like, honestly, there's been so many times when they've just known me better than, like, I know myself. You know, that way we're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't know why I feel so crappy. They're like, oh, it's because X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. Like, you're so right. And same kind of thing as you. Like, it's just the wee things that make you feel so loved and so supported. The other day I was on the bus going to work and I was, like, just feeling a bit... I haven't been, like, doing as well, like, performances I would have liked. And one of my best friends, Sasha, she was, like, on her phone at the time, so she was, like, just, like, replying so quickly. And she was honestly just sending me the most motivational supportive like inspiring things on my way to work and she was like you have got this like you're so hard on yourself just like everything that I wanted to hear yeah and I was like this has honestly just made me feel so much better and hearing it from her who just knows me inside and out I was just like I am so lucky to have such supportive people Mm -hmm. around me are you always crying I actually feel quite emotional yeah you've got a bit honestly (laughs) (laughs) you're right (laughs) I know it is and then she was honestly after that she's like I feel so emotional like I've not seen you in so long like we haven't spent time together she's like I actually feel like really upset and I was like oh my god I feel upset um but it's just so hard so you went into work and you cried I yeah I went into work feeling so emotional I felt love felt emotional felt inspired I was like I'm a bad bitch I'm a bad bitch but I'm a sad bad bitch (laughs) (laughs) I can do the day though I can do the day yeah what was I watching the other day which is actually hilarious and they always call themselves a bad bitch have you watched sorry inventing Anna no I watched the first episode and I didn't like it. Oh my god, I mean, John are obsessed with it. Is it good? I really, really right, liked okay, it. Right, okay, maybe I need to continue then. But the trainer in there always makes them say about themselves, like, I'm a bad bitch. And I, then, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, affirmations. Um. Anyway, so off piece, but what did you ask me? <laughs> I basically asked you about your... My friendship. So, like, based on that, what would you say, like, for your, like, the, the most important qualities in friends? Without giving me a fucking huge extensive list, because... Yeah, we can. You're very emotional at the moment. I feel like you might be like loving, caring, beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I think honesty, um, supportiveness. Oh, what's the correct word? Secret keeping. Oh yeah. Honestly, like yeah, you know that way at school, like you'd have people who's like 
friends were telling you stuff about them and you're yes. like what? what's wrong with you yeah. what's wrong like, with you like why are you telling me that mm-hmm. but I have never been remotely concerned that when I've been speaking to my friends like openly about something like I know that that isn't going to go yeah. anywhere else I'm actually quite lucky in that sense so mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely have people that I'm like I know you'll never repeat that yeah no matter what it is yeah like there's and there's been secrets that I've had of like other people's that I've literally had in my head they will your, die with you yeah and you know that yeah. when you're I really wish some other people knew about it <laughs> 100% <laughs> so much um, so yeah just that ability to be able to speak to people and also just I guess you have to be quite selfless to be a good friend because you need to be willing to give so much of your time and energy yeah. to somebody else 100% um, for a friendship like it's not like a really relationship uh, I don't know how to how to phrase that like you're not gonna buy a house together or it's like not a romantic any, yeah it's not thank you I've run so off track. Funny, like, obviously, I want to be able to laugh with your friends. Like, I think I've just got, actually got some of the most hilarious friends in the world. My <laughs> best friend, Jamie, I honestly think she's the funniest Jamie is so funny. On the planet. She's so, so funny. What um, about me? What, are you funny? You haven't mentioned me yet. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> Sorry, what do you want me to say? fucking huge list. <laughs> All my school friends are so fabulous and funny. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm right here. Sorry, you're funny too. I love you. No, I do. Um, I was going to say, and I've made really good friends at uni too, but I've spoken so quickly, so I'll just say a few more words. Supportive, loyal, adventurous. Antonia, I thought I told you this wasn't meant to be an extensive Adventurous list. and enjoy food. Oh my God, enjoy food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually really lucky that almost all my friends fucking yeah. love food. What about you? Sisters, I'm with you. <laughs> Honestly, do you know what? I would go through them, but I'm probably just going to list almost all the same things, and yeah. that's going to be really boring, yeah. so... I'm not going to do that, mm-hmm. but I was actually speaking to my grandma yesterday because we'd obviously been discussing doing this podcast topic, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to ask her, she's like older and wiser, like what would you say is the most important thing, like key to successful friendship? And I honestly was like, grandma, say no more, you have hit the nail on the head. Um, and she said, it's when you can tell your friends anything and they will love you anyway. Yes. And it's literally so true. Like, I've told my friends, like, good things, bad things, silly things, like, stupid shit that I've done. And it really is just the people that just stick with you and are like, do you know what? Like you said earlier, you're Mm. a fucking dickhead, but I love you anyway. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so important to have those connections. And I feel really lucky that I have so many of those connections. But that's that is it that's it yeah that is the key thing that is yeah i wish i had said that because i feel like at school especially obviously you just make so much and still now like you make mistakes all the time and like do really stupid things and we always have this motto just it's a learning curve and there's never any judgment but we're always like oh just really bad shit happens you're like ah it's a it's a learning curve it's a learning curve (laughs) we've got so many learning curves um but yeah it's the non-judgment yeah that is that has hit the nail on the head i really like that yeah so obviously as i said i have been blessed with so many good friends and you know as Antonia said so many friends so many friends (laughs) no i'm joking but i feel like there is a common thing amongst people and i've certainly felt like this in points in my life and sometimes i actually feel like that now about not having enough friends Mm. and that sounds a bit sad but I kind of remember at uni I don't know if you felt like this at some point as well I feel like we've discussed this that's why I'm saying it a wee bit of a panic about like how many friends we had and how many friends we'd made and all this kind of stuff especially like in first year like it's really scary when you first start uni because I feel like everybody is so sociable like crazy and going out all the time and like as amazing as that is to make new friends but it can actually be really isolating because sometimes you feel like you're playing catch up with everyone else and you're like oh my god they've got more friends than me they've made more friends than me like mm-hmm. i've not got as many connections and that was like a really 
horrible feeling at one point. And this is this exactly this sounds like I'm slating my uni friends. I love my uni friends. I'm not at all. But it is really easy to get caught up in that and I have definitely worried about that in the past. And I feel like I never really realised how much I actually valued the core friendships that I did make it uni and appreciate them until I spoke with other people that I knew from school. So one of my friends from school, I met up with her in like the Christmas holidays. I think it must have been the second year of like uni or something. And she was like, oh my gosh, you are so lucky. Like you have the best friends. Like you always look like you're having like the most amazing time. Like I can tell that you guys are so close. And like, we've always been close at uni. We've always had like a very close knit like circle. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh my God, like seriously, I'm so jealous. And I feel like it was then that I was like, I actually don't care that I mm-hmm. don't made a million friends because I've made the best the best friends. Yeah. Why would you want more when Why, you could have quality? When you could have quality. Or like this other girl that I was like quite pally with at school, like not we're not really close anymore. She went down to uni in England and she honestly looked like she had a fucking blast. She looked like she had a million pals, like was out every night, like always with people for dinner, like this and that and this and that. And she actually switched units because she she choked her own saliva (laughs) oh my god (laughs) she actually switched unis because she felt so isolated and she was like i'm just like not having a good time like i don't have any friends i had made like no meaningful connections yeah and i just feel like again that's actually also something to remember is to not compare compare yourself and not to take everything at face value because it might look like somebody's like doing so much better than like in inverted commas like Mm -hmm. better than you in kind of the friendship Mm -hmm. world and it's not like that and I think it is really important to not like get bogged down in the fact like they have more friends than me they know more people than me I feel like that a wee bit in Edinburgh sometimes because I hate it when you're in a big group and everybody seems to know the same people and you're like oh my god I don't know who any of these people are and I get really embarrassed by that like I I know it's not embarrassing but like I'm like I'm I'm the odd one out I don't know all these Mm -hmm. Edinburgh based people and I live live in Edinburgh and I don't have enough friends and it does often make me feel quite shit but mm. like that's ridiculous because i'm so happy with the way that my friendships are mm-hmm. do you ever get like that oh yeah like we've had like me and charlotte and another friend katie i remember having this conversation it was like when we were coming back from another year at uni and we were like gosh like i really just don't think that we've made enough friends you punish yourself yeah because you see like you see on instagram everybody going out and like having like that group of like going out friends and mm-hmm. We just love to spend time with each other. Yeah. Like, there's probably, what, like, five or six of us that would go out and, like, do things together. Yeah. But, like, during the midweek, it would just... Like, we would spend time with our flatmates, like... All the time. time. Yeah. All the time. And I think also part of that is, like, we've mentioned this before, and I always think that we sound so boring because we actually love to go out, but (laughs) part of uni, for some people, is going out all the time. All the time. And we just don't have that in us. No. Like, we just love, like, the nice... We love we, the food. We, we love like the food. We like cooking and having wine. And, like, and like having, watching TV and, like, movies together. And just, game. like, being, <laughs> like, just, like, laughing in our flats. The belly laughs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> laughing in our four walls. Like, that is perfect. That is fine for me. But also, like, we both, I think, find it quite hard to, like, quite exhausting almost. That's a bit of a bad word to use, but... To keep up with so many people, I find really hard. Yeah. And, like, we're, we are quite bad I, sometimes. I like, think I would struggle with more friends. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I just want to put all my time energy. and energy into the relationships that I actually care about. And I think that's why we've been able to nurture such wonderful ones. And the way that you're saying, exactly the same. I've spoken to so many people that seem like they are super happy and have mm-hmm. loads of friends and, like, go out all the time. But they're, that's it. They're just going out friends. They're just, like, socialising mm-hmm. friends. 
these people sometimes they're not feel like, like you don't have anyone to speak to about yeah, real stuff. I was going to say they're not like come round on a Wednesday night because I'm crying, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's again something that I've been so grateful for as well is mm-hmm. the quality. The, the quantity, quantity is just not important. No. Because what is the statistic? Like you, there's a statistic. I seen it when I was googling statistics about friendships. <laughs> cool. <laughs> there's something like. You can only, you only ever, like, most people only ever have a, a circle of friends, of real friends of, like, four or five or yeah. something. Oh, I actually have the statistic. Oh, you do? Uh, maybe. It says, in a lifetime, you make 396 actual friends, but only one out of 12 friendships lasts. So, like, that would be your inner circle. I mean, it's like, quite a lot. It's a different one, but that's also a good one. Okay. Interesting one. Interesting one. Um, the, another thing I also find, like, for me anyway, I've started to get quite jealous of Louis recently because I feel like it's just easier for boys to make friends. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm essentially stupid, but he plays football every Monday and he's made so many new friends. And mm. I'm genuinely, well, I don't like to think I'm a jealous person, but recently I've been like, oh my God, like, why do you, ha-? and then he goes out with them and, the, and then yeah. he's like, are you being like weird? And I'm like, no, I'm not being weird. I just like, I, like, why, why can I not make friends like that? Sports are so good for making friends. Yeah, we should, like are. That's another thing we wish we did at uni was actually get into a sport because you make so many friends. Yeah. Um, like through that. But boys just like, I don't know, to be stereotypical probably, but make friends playing a sport and then like go to the pub or whatever and just have like that yeah 100% it's like more relaxed kind of vibes I don't really know why Mm. I actually have this funny story about my dad this is like a a wee bit off topic but I was going to mention it earlier I forgot Um, ages ago like my dad's always been a bit like not apprehensive about making friends but he has like his core friends he's a bit more like us Mm. he has his core friends and then he has like other people that he knows and he went to this event when he was younger with my uncle my, my uncle some of my uncle's friends and then with like loads of people that he didn't know um, and one of my uncle's friends from school was, let's not call him this in case, no that's ridiculous, he's called Mike. <laughs> one, of, one, of this, one of these guys that um, my uncle's friends with is called, is called Mike and he mentioned that they were going to like see him when they were there. My dad's never met this man before in his life. So they were at this party and my uncle had like gone to speak to some other people and my dad was basically like standing with this group of men that he didn't know, he was like quite nervous. And this guy was like, oh, who, who did you come with? And he was like, oh, I came with my brother Stuart and my, um, like one of our, one of our best mates, um, Mike, Mike Callingham. And the guy was like, but I am Mike Callingham. I, I am him. He had no idea who he was. So it'd be like me going to a party with you and Jamie, but me not knowing Jamie and being like, I'm here with Jamie. And her being like, but I'm Jamie. <laughs> so That's funny. So and he always tells it and he's like, I got so paranoid that I didn't have any friends. I just oh, pretended no. that he was like my best friend and then told him that I'd, I'd come to this party with him. Oh my God. So How did he recover from that? He didn't. He, I, think like, he, I think he had to like walk away or something. You'd have to just be honest and be like, oh. God, I was feeling awkward because I didn't know anyone and I was just telling everyone <laughs> I was best friends with Mike Callan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, hilarious. A wee bit off topic, but I thought it was Yeah, funny. everybody gets insecure yeah. about not having enough friends, but yeah. really we should just be grateful for the most important ones yeah. that we have. I think, yeah. The thing that we take away from that is not panic and not worry that you don't have as many friends as the next person. Quality and over to, quantity. Yeah. Don't be jealous of them. You've got, you've got your own shit going on. Exactly. Um, so, moving on from that, I think one of the parts about growing up and just living longer in general <laughs> living longer yeah I don't know why I said it like that um is that obviously the friendships that you know and the friendships that you have change and I guess like you change as a person they yeah. change as a person yeah. so inevitably things are going to change so I think sometimes like one of the things that I found really hard is actually accepting that a friendship has changed yeah 100% I feel like this is actually something I've personally struggled with like a lot in the last few years because I feel like 
as you do grow older like people move away from each other and just generally you can develop such different interests in different things and it can be quite hard to realize that either you just aren't that similar anymore Mm -hmm. or you're just not that close anymore and again I feel like you just kind of punish yourself for that like I've definitely blamed myself in the past being like oh it's me because I went off to uni in this place or my communication was terrible or I was unavailable or like I didn't try hard enough to like the things that they liked and like it's not you or it's not always you like sometimes you just have to realize that it's just life and Mm -hmm. people do change and like as depressing as it sounds people do move away and your relationships aren't always going to be as strong and they're not always going to be the same or another thing for me I know this sounds a bit pathetic and I know I've just basically said like don't be jealous of your friends or don't be jealous of other people but I personally find it quite hard seeing your friends getting closer with each other or like oh 100% I feel like that changes your relationship as well like I know it sounds silly but I feel like at school I feel like especially people are quite set on having like your best friend mm-hmm. like you've got a best friend or best friends and when you move away for example and you see your like best friend getting closer with someone else you feel like you're like on the outside and your relationship's mm-hmm. changed everything's different and I think you have sometimes has to realize that like it hasn't it's just like a change of circumstance or if it has like it doesn't mean that they love you or value you any less, any less. it's just it's just different oh no I have had that so many times and I'm like a wee jealous outsider like oh what are you doing today oh yeah me and so and so we're doing are you that's nice <laughs> that's nice that's nice hope you had fun I know not but no but really obviously they're they're in the same place they're doing the same thing obviously they're going to spend time together it doesn't impact your relationship because no. your relationship is something in and of itself something special um but no I can definitely relate to that I think I didn't expect relationships to change as much as they have like due to circumstances I feel like through uni it was a wee bit easier to like maintain for like the first couple of years like I went home all the time at the weekend because I just missed my friends um so I feel like in that sense everything was kind of normal but the more we went through uni the more we were staying in like Aberdeen and then through to Glasgow and then now obviously I live in Edinburgh things do change because you're further apart and I just wasn't really expecting it but I remember actually in primary seven before we went into first year me and my friends had this like big emotional like breakdown at the summer barbecue that I was having because we were like oh my god like we're going to high school we're never going to see each other again like we're never gonna oh my like god. we were all in the bathroom crying and crying and crying and then obviously seeing them every single day for the next however long we we're like that's so dramatic but then now that has happened because you work and you don't see yeah. each other all the time and I think like the way I guess to kind of learn to accept that is to learn to accept that, if that yeah. makes any sense like you almost need to just realize that that is inevitably be inevitably going to happen at some point and kind of just like go with roll the, with it go with the flow because yeah, like that's the new normal because you're never going to be at school every single day with your friends and you're never going to be at uni like having all that free time to see each other you just have to adapt mm-hmm. adapt not overthink but also at the same time you maybe need to think about when friendships have run their course yeah and that is possible and also that's natural too yeah so how do you think you know when to let go of a friendship i think this is a really hard one but i feel like when someone doesn't support you or Mm -hmm. support your goals then i feel like sometimes you just know it's time to yeah the chain and this i feel like this is very different especially in my opinion anyway i think you'll probably be the same to someone like you said about like your two best friends like who is up front with you and will Mm -hmm. be honest with you and clearly wants the best for you so we'll be quite forthright 
forthright with their opinions. I feel like that can be supportive. What I'm talking about is someone who almost doesn't really wish you success and will kind of talk down to you and actively not support you. Um, Like, I know personally that sometimes... Okay, let's not lie to ourselves. We've all had maybe one too many conversations with one of our friends being like, oh my God, we've gone through this boy drama 500 times with the same boy that you need to just cut it (laughs) off. I'm fucking sick of this conversation. Like, let us be real. Okay, yeah, that can sound not supportive. And you can just get a bit restless. But like, no matter what happens with that, you're still going to support them. You're going to be like, be there for them if they're mm-hmm. upset. Even if you're like, do you know what? I fucking zoned out. I'm not even listening to you anymore. I'm sitting in my crisps. But like, I'm here. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm here for you. And like, that's when you know you have the best friends. You just need people to support you. And I feel like there is certain circumstances where you can tell that you're not getting that support. And I just feel like that's something for me where I'm like, right, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be a radiator, not a drain. Yes, 100%. I think there are some friends that friendships that can develop where it's almost just like habit and convenience as to why some people are friends. And if neither of you are getting anything out of it that's actually that beneficial, mm-hmm. like what is the point? Or you have those people that's like continue to make like little comments which are actually quite hurtful yeah like the ones that just pick away at you at your self-confidence no or but uh, most of the time i think people know that they're doing it Mm. it's like a it gives them a bit of a boost type thing yeah or there's like the friendships where you've just grown apart because you are different people and there's no ill intention and there's no dislike or anything like that and you'll always support that person from afar you're just not close anymore and i think it's okay to take away that effort like sometimes I think it's so hard to acknowledge that a friendship is over sounds a bit dramatic like run its course run its course yeah because you still always want the best for somebody and I feel like oh god I, I should really message that person or I should really be putting an effort but like do, do I like do is I it okay to. to just you know it's let okay. that one lie and you bump into them and you're like oh this is so lovely Pleasant. to see you yeah. yeah but you don't need to to spend time and energy into something which is never going to be what it was before no so like I guess in that kind of friendship breakup is that mm. kind of like how would you say was the best ways to kind of deal with that how to break up with a friend basically yeah not like how to do it but like how to deal with that friend not really being in your life as much mm. anymore i don't know i take quite a lot of things really personally <laughs> so like i think i've str- like where i have grown apart from people like i definitely do struggle with that because i feel like it's almost like a failure in a sense mm-hmm. so that's something that i need to work on it isn't like what I was saying before it's not failure it's just yeah I actually think that's a really strong first point is I think one of the the main things that we all need to like take away from this is to not take up friendship breakups so personally yeah because it's like you said in like kind of your last point Mm -hmm. sometimes or a lot of the time it's not either person's fault it's not Mm -hmm. a fault thing it's not a failure it's a natural process of growing up yeah it's just life yeah I also think it's quite important to kind of, I guess, like a relationship to allow yourself time to kind of... Uh, grieve sounds like a really big word, but like... No, yeah. Grieve your friend and like appreciate... Like you can still appreciate that friendship. As you kind of said, you don't have to hate them or forget that they ever existed. Yeah, much like a romantic relationship. Like it will take you time to get over that relationship and you don't have to be thinking negatively mm-hmm. about them. And it can take like months or years or whatever for you to get over that but you need to give yourself that time yeah I've like heard people speak about how to break up with friends and I feel lucky enough not ever having to have like broken up with a friendship because something bad's happened like Mm -hmm. I've never experienced that but like some people say that you should you know tell that person 
I don't want to be friends with you because X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. this is the this is Closer. the end. Let's leave it at that and walk away. What do you think about that? Like providing, so like what? I guess in a sense, uh, as a real Reason. real breakup. Well, like yeah, you would tell because, them, yeah, I don't want to be with you anymore because because of X, yeah. Y, and Z. I actually think that's weirdly healthy. Yeah, because I think I, like if I was on the receiving end of that, I'd probably rather know why someone wasn't speaking mm-hmm. to me anymore than why like I've just been like phased out. Yeah, I think that would make you almost feel worse well maybe not worse about yourself because you'd obviously probably feel really bad if someone was like you're a fucking bitch i don't want to be yeah. with you anymore but at least you could work on it at least you, yeah <laughs> I, but i do think that's i do think that's important i think it's also beneficial for the person who has been you know hurt to actually get that it's out closure. a bit cathartic yeah it is closure but i thought i always thought that's quite interesting and i don't know if i'd actually ever have the balls to do it well, i think it would have to depend say. on like what's what happened because i think if something big has happened and you know you're mad or you're upset or whatever it would be easier to do it but if it's like a gradual build up of something and you're like i actually don't like spending time with you anymore how do you then uh-huh. turn around and say to someone like <laughs> by the way antonia like i'm really sorry this friendship's ending because i actually dislike yeah spending time with you yeah like you talk down to me so yeah but i would like to think that i would have enough self-confidence to I do definitely it wouldn't. especially i think it would be difficult if you're in the same group of friends like imagine that well that's the thing or but, like a lot of mutual I know a friends lot of people that this has happened to and they just like fall out or people that i know that actually not know very well but like know that just pretend to like each other it's just awkward yeah. like you'd better you're better off just being like babes i don't want to spend time with you anymore yeah rather than it just being fake so yeah in answer to that question i don't know how to break up with someone but if i needed to but you know how to deal with it Yes, know how to deal with it. And if I needed to, I would like to think that I would provide reasons because I think that's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Let's all, let's all take that on board. Mm-hmm. My best friend. <laughs> I just started recording because Charlotte just sat and asked me if she was one of my best friends. <laughs> I better fucking be. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, that's well, rude. Of course you are. Fine. I love you. Fuck off. <laughs> We were just a way to ask each other, because we were talking about friendship breakups, whether you think you're a good friend or not. Do you think you qualify to be one of my best friends? Yes. <laughs> I like food. That's true. Just as much as you. That's true. And we make nice food together. Mm, we do. And I think that's a co- very core thing to our friendship. I agree. Food, food is love, Food I is think. love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I express my love in food. In oh, the yeah. Office. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going off tangent. I think overall, I don't know about um, getting around. I think overall, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a substantial friend. I think you're I a think wonderful I, friend. Oh, thanks, babes. Yeah. I think, don't call me babes. Though. I know, I don't that know That was so unpleasant. That. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really said that. I don't know why that just came out of my mouth. It's usually in a sarcastic way. Okay, well, thank you. I think um, you're a fantastic friend as well, and I do mean that. Yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely things that I could work on. Definitely have a, like, a replying problem mm. like a on phone replying problem i do think this is a problem with like the enhanced use of social media and stuff though and yeah. i feel like if that didn't exist i actually probably wouldn't be too worried about that but i feel like i've started recently forgetting about like big events like, i'm our, so bad at that so bad i usually am quite good i usually so quite bad. good at keeping like core dates in my head but recently our friend katie started a new job and my last message to her was about two weeks after she sent me one if that makes sense so i yeah. not replied for two weeks and I was like, oh, when did you start your new job? And she was like, oh, I started like two days ago. And I was like, that's so embarrassing. I knew and I forgot. And it's I would have known that if I just fucking replied to her before and I didn't. And I feel like I've just been doing that with a lot of stuff recently. That's really bad. I'm forgetting to, like, one of my that's friends really had, bad. I know, one of my friends had a job I think interview I got recently. There. And, oh, fuck off. And <laughs> I, um, 
I forgot she had it and then I was chatting to her about something really trivial and like shit and I was telling her about my shit day and she was like yeah my job interview went well and I was like oh my god oh no honestly I'm joking I'm so so bad for stuff like that I've always been bad for having core dates like I barely know my family's birthdays remember that time I was honestly crying for about a full day me and Charlotte were like hiking somewhere and I was texting one of my friends about like some sort of like random thing and I hadn't been on Instagram and I was like oh my god it's Rebecca's birthday today and I've just asked her like random stuff and then not replied yeah. for hours and then I felt really bad but stuff like that happens you have so much going on that I think it's so hard to keep track but I know what you mean because you want to be that person that's like oh good luck with a new job like yeah. good luck with the interview like when, remember everything but yeah. you just can't no, you, especially when you know you're like us and you have so many friends so many friends so many events it's really hard but um yeah that's something I definitely know that I personally need to work on and another thing I think I am getting better at this and I think it's positive and I guess a negative in a way but I used to not be very good at being upfront upfront if I was upset about something mm. or something that a friend had done or something that I maybe thought was out of order. Like you were saying obviously your friends are quite good at being upfront. Mm-hmm. Like I do think I'm better at it now and I think when something's really out are. of order I'll be like obviously that's not fucking okay. But I do think for a healthy relationship to work mm-hmm. you need to have that balance of being able to basically almost like tell someone off. Yeah. Or like be like I'm really upset that you did this because it made me feel like this because that is the way your relationships develop and I think you know to get me up to that 100% <laughs> I'm, I'm almost there I'm at like 98 that's something I need to work on thinking about that though you definitely I definitely think that you've got better at that but you've never got me in trouble for any of my behavior and you definitely could have I don't find you that irritating there's been so much no but not irritating irritating yeah but like there's been so many things that you could have been like that's really shitty or like that's really to annoying. me though yeah, like not. I don't think I've done anything bad. I was gonna say, but like confused. something that you that you could have said, like don't do that. Like I don't. I maybe feel, maybe in the past, <clears throat> not so much anymore. Yeah, maybe in the past. Anyway, what do you think? Do you think you're a good friend? Um, similar to you, I feel like I'm being really bad at keeping in contact. But we've spoken about <laughs> this before. I kind of feel like oh, I'll I'll get back into you know being more in contact when I'm like less busy or I feel like less whatever but that just never busy. happens no. and I feel like this is such a weird thing I was saying this to Sean like I feel like I'm on internship or something yeah and I'm away to go back real job. Yeah. I'm gonna move home and I'm gonna like go back to being my true age which sad. is 18 I don't think I really like said really that much no. and I think she wants to be back at school that's what I feel like I gleaned from this podcast it's no. you wish you were like us too <laughs> No, <laughs> I would quite like to be back at uni. Yeah, I would like to. Be yeah, back at uni too. and I like Edinburgh. making more friends. <laughs> Joking. I like Edinburgh a lot more now, but yeah, like you're just never gonna. Life is always busy, and I think when you don't see people all the time, whilst your true friends will always be your true friends, like you do need to make a bit of an effort. Yeah, and like do. there'll be times when I'm sitting on the sofa, and obviously sometimes it's okay to just be like, I don't want to be on my phone, but sometimes I I really could just send that message or mm-hmm. like do mm-hmm. something like that and actually i've started getting the bus because i've moved flat and um, to and from work and i've been using that half an hour to like text people gotcha. and reply and it has been honestly yeah. i can like visibly feel the difference in my mood because i feel so much closer to my friends i use the bus for that as well yeah, actually it's literally handy. just by knowing what they're doing that day or having a proper catch up about like something and that has honestly made such an impact on the way that I feel and I feel like my relationships are so much better just by making an effort for half an hour a yeah. day. And it's not even an effort once you do it. It's just the thought of being on my phone. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I feel like, it. yeah, it can be quite hard to maintain calm. 
contact, especially when you're not in the same place. I think a really good thing to do with kind of like, like I guess longer distance friendships mm. is to make more kind of solid plans. Yeah. Even if they're really in the distance, you could just be like in fucking. In <laughs> I don't want to swear. My mum gets mad. She um, just told me to take her swear words out. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> I've said I've said the f word like seven times in this, and I've just become conscious of it. But yeah, it's like make a plan for June, being like, oh, we're gonna go away for the weekend, or we're gonna go and see this show, or mm-hmm. come down and visit me for the weekend, because I feel like that does give you like a solid date to be like one excited about, yeah. and two, you then don't panic like when am I ever gonna see you? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so also, yeah. you need to do it so far in advance because everybody's busy. I know, but do you not find it when you were like again at school, you could you could be like, what are you guys up to at the weekend, and then make plans like so quick oh, on Thursday, and I'm like, right, so the next, but that's because every Saturday plan was is the same. Everybody's weekends are the same, like, oh, can't wait for it. Yeah, you all have the same party at the weekend. That's true. No, I totally agree. And also, like, I don't really go for as many walks anymore, but walks are such a good opportunity to just phone someone. Stick your headphones in. Yeah. Yeah. That used to be really good in Glasgow, actually. Yeah. When we had, had had nothing else to do (laughs) because it was lockdown and we lived in a city where there was nothing open. Yeah. But still. So basically, the moral of the story is that we're class friends, but we just need to make a little bit more effort. 98 out of 100. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah. You guys really need to, you know, live up to our expectations. Uh, standards. What's the right word? Standards. Standards. Anyway, moving on, because we love a fact. You love a fact. Someone did say that. that who was it that said that? I think it was Emma and Kate. Yeah. What did they say? They said that I basically ramble a lot of shite, which is true, <laughs> and that um, you give the statistics, which is also true. So there I are. love a statistic. I do like them. I, I just... think you think people don't like them, and then Hannah told me that she enjoys this the studies yeah, and the facts. I just got paranoid that some of them are boring. Ouch. No, not not like not you. Just like some of them. Anyway, give us a fact then. Right, a non-boring one. Uh, I think this is interesting. Friendship is the emotion that babies recognise even before they start walking or talking, which I think is really cool. And Amanda Woodward wrote in the Huffington Post that infants are able to watch strangers interact and then make inferences about whether those two people are likely to be friends. Now tell me, how can you possibly study that? You just study their brains? Like, Shut up! I'm sorry, that's how they figure it out. How? Thing. No way can you tell if a baby thinks two people are likely to be friends. Yeah. You can't tell what a baby is thinking but, in that way. No, right, so... That's a load so of rubbish. They do, they just scan, made that up. They sc- no, I read it. They scan the baby's brain <laughs> and they put them in front of different people, right? People yeah. that aren't friends, people that are friends. And then they must, like, monitor their brain signals or something. And then it must let off... Some, this is very technical. They must <laughs> let off some sort of... Um, chemical. Chemical that, that proves that they think they're friends or something. Right. I sure. don't know the ins and outs of it, okay? I really should have researched it a bit more. But... I think I think that, that I think that's cool. That is cool, but she's spreading fake news. I'm not. I read it. It's in the Huffington Post. If she read it, it must be true. Um, especially if it's in the Huffington Post. <laughs> right, go on then with your fact. I'm gonna bat this one down. Um, so when faced with major illness, individuals with a good social network are in a better position to survive. But how do they figure out that out then? By calculating how long people survive and calculating how their... many friends they have. Yeah, that's much easier to quantify than thinking what babies are thinking anyway both these might be rubbish but we thought they were quite interesting um and we have decided to drop the things that we're grateful for because it was boring af i think for other people (laughs) we enjoyed telling each other what we were grateful for but i don't think anybody really cared that i was grateful for coffee that day no 
No, it was good for us, but maybe not so good for you. But, but we do still invite you to think yeah, about your, what you're grateful what for. Saying. It is still important. But so, and still tell your friends and whoever you, your family or whoever you live with. It's a nice thing to share. Yeah. Um, but what we are keeping, whether you like it or not, is our quote of the week. It's non-negotiable. Because I like them. I like them too. So, come on. Well, this quote actually comes from a book that myself and Antonia have. I actually bought this book for you, wouldn't I? When that was you were such a nice a bit... act of friendship. I know, I know. When you were feeling a bit shit at work. And honestly, I love it. It's by Matt Haig and it is called... The Comfort Book. The Comfort Book, yeah. The, the name is in the title. What's this say? The sauce is in the gravy? No idea. No idea. Anyway, proof is in... No. Proof is in the no, pudding. No, that's not, that's not right. Oh, okay. But everyone knows what I mean. Um, but genuinely, it's literally like a warm hug. and It is so good. I would highly recommend. Yeah. One of my favourite quotes from that is, don't worry about being cool. Never worry what the cool people think. Head for the warm people. Life is warmth. Love it. Love it. Friends are warm. Friends are warm. And with that, we're going to conclude this episode and we will be back for a full season this time. And yes. we're not going to drop off halfway. We're drop off. And we've got some really exciting stuff coming. So We've got guests. <laughs> Please make a return appearance. <gasps> To our podcast because we've got guests because we have guests guests we don't know we have more energy and we've come back and we're in better headspace and yeah thank you all honestly so much for returning and for waiting you know must have been a really struggle <laughs> really really big struggle to wait for these few months for us to come back must have been but yeah we're back better than ever and we hope you guys enjoyed thank you for listening bye, bye. Woo-hoo.